This is Harold Varner III, and you're on the Tour Junkies podcast. Okay, golf addicts, here we go. We've got an incredible interview with Harold Varner III. It's actually the second time we've interviewed him. We interviewed him back in 2018, and now four years later, this thing is incredible. Okay, we talk about live. We talk about how, you know, professional golf the fans, the caddies, the players all come out on top with everything going on. We talk about his relationship with Michael Jordan, the mentorship that Michael had in regards to HV3 and Liv. And then we talk about stats. And there are some stats revelations here that if you're a DFS player, golf better, you are gonna, your mind is going to be blown as me and Harold work through some interesting stat things going on. By the way, Harold says something to me in this show that in seven years is the greatest thing any tour player has ever said about the tour junkies and how Harold includes the tour junkies in his weekly process preparing for golf tournaments. Like mind freaking blown. Then we have a lot of fun with him, right? We play Rip My Drip Open Championship Edition and name that tour pro at the end. Harold was incredibly generous. And listen, here's how you can be generous. Please rate and review the podcast on Apple and Spotify. If you love this interview, give us a five-star review and write up a little blurb about how great it was, what your favorite part was, and then maybe tell somebody about it. Click the copy of the link and share the link with a friend or family member, buddy, that you know would enjoy this interview. We would appreciate it a ton, and it's the best thing you can do for Tour Junkies. So, for now, let's get to the interview with Harold Varner III. All right, Harold, this is weird, dude. Since we last interviewed you, which was a long time ago, you've turned 30. Gosh, I was thinking that. I know. How long ago that was. I'm about to tell you. You've turned 30. You got married. You became a dad. All that good stuff. We last interviewed you in March of 2018, man. It's been that long. Golly, it has, hasn't it? Yes. Um, I literally thought it was sooner than that, but no. uh, Thanks for having me again. Uh, I'm glad this worked out. I'm terrible with these things, but uh, you guys have been, you know, obviously been around with me since the beginning, so always looking forward to it. Yeah, we appreciate it. So how has that, how has all that affected you, right? Like, one of the things we talk about is strokes gained home life, because, you know, we all know, like, you guys as tour players, if, if things are good at home, if things are good with the girlfriend, with the wife, not, not both at the same time, with the kids, <laughs> you know, anything like that, you got some, you know, it, it affects your play. If it's bad, you're thinking about it on the course, all that stuff. Like, but how, going from a single dude talking about your girlfriend last time we had you on to now married, yeah. family man, like, how has that affected your play, do you think? Well, it's helped my play, but it's given, you know, it's just less time. I, I think it's helped because there's less time to do other stuff. Yeah. So, um, I think people say they I, – now I get it. They play well when they have kids because there's, there's only one option. Like, what do I need to do for this kid? And then, like, whatever's left, I got to do – make the most of it. So, it's been fun. Um, it's made life a lot of fun for sure. Uh, literally, I just fed him before you got on this – before I got on here. But it's been – it's been fun. It's been stressful. Obviously, my wife's about to kill me right now because, like, the house looks like a it looks like a bomb blew up in it. So it's it's uh it's interesting. That's for sure. It's all part of it, brother. It's all part. Can't of it. Can't win them all, right? Can't make everybody happy. Um, one of the Tell things I went back and listened to our episode, and one of the things that well, one thing that stuck out to me is how terrible of an interviewer I am. Hopefully, I get better this time. You said back in 2018, we asked you some of your favorite golf courses on tour. You said Riv. You said, this is funny, you were like, 
the one in Connecticut. I really like that one, but I can't remember the name of it. TGC River <laughs> Highlands. <laughs> and you said, and you said uh, Quail Hollow. So my question is, have, four years later, any changes to that list? Would you add any? Would you take any away? Um, Riviera is still number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hit or miss at TBC River Highland, so you know we have a love hate relationship. <laughs> no, but I like my scores this this year. There, um, favorite course, uh, Quail's up there. I mean, I'm a little biased. We, yeah. you know, I joined there, and it's been been a great place for me. Um, and then it's so close to home. That was my always my thing. Like. I'd never play well there, but like when you get to play in front of your like friends and family, you know, like I grew up probably 30 minutes away. So yeah, I'm going to stick to my guns. I like this. Yeah. I'm trying to think where have I played? Oh, I should say Hilton Head, but I hate that place. Okay. I want to ask you about Hilton Head before we get to that though. Man. Tell me about Riv this year, man. What happened at Riv? What did I do at Riv this year? You, you trunk slammed. I'll tell you that, but you also, it was like the worst ball striking oh, day I'll of your year. I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you what happened. Uh, I'll tell you that I felt very uncomfortable, you know, with everything going on with the live stuff, you know, and I had just won in Saudi. So like, I would think I had a, it was a little bit of having too much fun. We went to the Super Bowl, me and uh, five of my best friends. Um, obviously the waste management is a good time. So, you know, we, we had fun, but like, I just wasn't ready to not be liked for winning a golf tournament. And I, I've done such a better job of just not caring what people think. You know, I, I like to be liked. I think, you know, I, I think everyone does to yeah. some degree. Um, so it was just really odd that I had my biggest accomplishment ever in the strongest field and to be frowned upon for just going. Like, I didn't. When I went over there, they were paying money, and I was like, word, that's awesome. I'm going. Like, say less. I'll be there. Um, so it was sad. I was just very uncomfortable. I remember I putted awful. Man, what did I shoot? I shot a 1,000 now that I think about it. And then Phil came out with the thing. And I just – I don't do well with drama. Like, I'm very good if there's drama and, like, you and I have a problem where, like, you know, we can just talk it out or we can – you and I can figure it out. But whenever it's just like publicized just so you can get a click or, you know, you know, I'm starting to learn that like sometimes when you just say, you just be very transparent, you know, they'll burn you. Um, This year in Hilton Head, they asked me about Morgan Hoffman and it was just shocking how bad people are like at their job and they get paid a lot of money to, you know, they asked me, what did you think of Morgan? I was like, well, when I'm on the golf course, I'm trying to like, yeah. trying to beat them and they just took that and made it what they wanted but like what i was trying to say is i really don't care what morgan shoots he's alive he's about to have a kid you know like things that are just so much more important than if him and i so it's been yeah i just wasn't ready for it at rib that's what happened man that's interesting like that kind of gets back into that strokes gain home life i mean it's not really your it's not your wife and your kid that you're thinking about but it's like 100 it's personal life and dude it's, it's, this is also funny. So Riv was your statistically of all measured uh, tournaments on that you've had on the PGA Tour. It's your it was your second worst iron play performance for those for those two days. It was bad, but you Contact gained was bad. You gained strokes putting, and you just said I putted terrible. You gained you gained two point three. You gained two point four strokes putting, one point two around the green, but you lost three off the tee and five point two on approach. 
I guess. I mean, <laughs> that is funny. I'm trying to think. I remember I hit it short of the bunker on 16. It's hard to do. Yeah. I mean, I hit it bad, but you know, like when you're for for me, if I'm not making the cut, I always feel like I did putt well enough to like make the cut. But I mean, you just play solid. You're just gonna you're gonna fly. I I can. It's just funny. In 2018, I would just be thinking like, man, if I could just play good, I'll just you know I'll get in there play the weekend. Now it's like, how how well am I going to play? Like, am I prepared to win? Have a chance to win? Yeah. What am I going to learn? And you know, yeah, it's. You know, winning in Saudi and doing all that just changed my whole outlook. It's funny. you Rev was a big week for me. I was tired. Yeah, I just wasn't capable enough to just tell people to fuck off. <laughs> yeah. So in other you words, know? next year at Riv, we're not going to go like, we're not going to be looking at you and going, man, uh, he played so bad here last year. We should probably avoid him. Nah, man. Like, we're, we're going to be straightened out. Everything's going to be good. You're going to crush it at Riv. I, I love that place. You know what happens, though? It's the last event on the West Coast. Yeah. So somehow I need to figure out, like, not to play. So, like, this year was a good idea. I didn't play Tory. Um, I guess we won't be going back to Saudi, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I doubt it. So I'll, you know, I'll figure it out. But you, by the time you get to L.A., you're like, bro, like, can I get home? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it is what it is. Um, Tigers made the event. You know, once he put his name on it, the strength of field just skyrocketed so yeah. you gotta gotta play and they're putting more money in it now so you also mentioned crazy ain't it yeah you mentioned heritage okay I, this was a question i on hate my that list. place okay <laughs> i'm so glad to have you on asking talking about this because you know you know that we we break down every tournament we're we're making picks we're talking about players and obviously we look at course history we look at recent form we look at stats we you know our gut we watch i'm always watching don't worry well like Okay, so my question was, take a look at Heritage, right? Your best finish there your first five years was a T-59 and a bunch of missed cuts. Then all of a sudden, a second Crazy. and a third. And so my question was, what, what happened? Are you, are you just a better golfer and that's what happened? Or did you figure something out about that place? But now you're telling me, you're telling me after, after a runner-up and a third, you hate, hate it. it. All right, golf addicts, we're on the verge of HV3 saying the greatest thing anyone's ever said to me on a podcast. But before we get into that, I got to invite you to our private Discord server, The Nut Hut. If you hear us talk about The Nut Hut, it's where all the good stuff goes down. If you're betting on golf, if you're playing DFS, if you're betting or playing DFS on literally any other sport, it's the best $10 a month money can buy. And the Discord server is the way to go. If you're intimidated, don't worry. Discord's easy. I promise you we can figure it out. But check out tourjunkies.com slash nuthut. The link is in the description of this podcast below. Learn all about it. It's only 10 bucks a month. Give it a shot. If you don't like it, you can get out at any time or $90 a year. But we got people winning millions and millions of dollars since we opened up the Discord. Uh, weekly, it's going down. It's where me and Pat's weekly Wednesday night live chats go down. Our Caddy Insight and Caddy Info all gets dropped in there. We have John Radhouse, PGA Tour Caddy, dropping Insight in there every single week. Um, it's, it's everywhere you need to be, everything you need to know about every event all year round in the Nut Hut. And the community is incredible. Join over 700 members today and go check it out. The link is in the description below. And for now, let's get back to Harold Varner III. <laughs> man, I told people before I played this year, I hate it, man. It makes me so uncomfortable. Every shot. It's probably why I play well, though, because like, I end up paying, playing way more conservatively. And then the shots that are easy around there you have to be more aggressive like 
Well, mm. I guess they're not easy. Like number four, 13 going down the par three is to the 14. Uh, it might be 15. 15, like if the wind's off the right, like you – 15, 16, no, 14. Yeah, if the wind's off the right, you really can't bail out. So like that excites me. You, you're going you're gonna to win the tournament off a good shot, not so much like you have to hole every putt. Yeah. Um, so there's just a few shots out there where you're just like, hey, man, I got it. Like, come on, let's go. You win or lose right there, I feel like. Is it a P-Die thing? Because, like, you also have had a couple really strong finishes TPC. at the players. Yep. Um, and I hate P-Die I do, courses. too, man. I, they man, they're so ass. hard. What's the, what's the one? Uh, it's on the front nine. The, I think it's on the front nine. The one that he let his wife design. Do you know that one? It's a absolute just bitch of a hole. And he let his I'm wife. not good with stories, but I've heard. I, heard, I, I know he, she designed uh, 17 at Sawgrass. No, it's not. It was. It's at Harbor Town. It is a horrible golf hole. Um, I mean, but every shot's like do or die. Yeah, yeah, I do. You know what I do like though? You get to play the Pete Dye courses uh, with overseed. When those courses get like really firm and like kind of into the grain, I think they're so much harder. And every time a PJ Tour event's there, it's overseed. overseed. So like, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you also mentioned your win at Saudi. I was going to ask. You drained like that massive putt. You, Unbelievable. You you went. You had a great celebration. Love to see it. So I was going to ask how was the celebration that night. You've alluded to it somewhat. And then my next question was, what's something uh, interesting you purchased after you cashed that million dollar check? Um. Did you have guys so, over there, like buddies over there, to party with you that night? I my best friend was there, and then my, obviously my caddy. Uh, yeah, we went to Dubai. It was insane. It was uh, from the moment the putt went in <laughs> till I got back to America. It was it, so much fun. <laughs> it's like uh, it's. I mean, it didn't help my golf game. That's for sure. It sounds but... like a, a hangover night in Bangkok on the movie or something. <sighs> it was rough, man. So it was rough. I was, I was very, very like, cause I had never been to Dubai. So we go and you, we stayed up. I mean, literally to my plane took off. So when I got on the plane, I slept for like 10 hours. It was unbelievable. It's, uh, you know, those guys were great to me. I mean, the only thing you can wish for is it happened on the PJ tour, just so people can shut up and be like, he's going to win on the PJ tour. (laughs) But it's, um, other than that, I couldn't have, I, I really can't think of a better way to win a golf tournament. Dude. Like, it was so good it was because awesome. it couldn't have happened to a better person. <laughs> like, me and Bubba, like, I was, like it, it was personal. You know, like, that was awesome. That's cool. So, at what point did you think about getting into the Masters after that? It was the only thing I thought about. I'd never, you know, I'd never played in yeah. it. Um, I knew if I finished second, you probably, you know, I was going to move up enough to where I could have played my played solid and played my way in, and then freaking a, you know, like just gave me all the confidence in the world. You know, yeah, I didn't do well right after I won, and I we spoke on that. Um, but like once I got comfortable knowing that, like, fuck everybody, <laughs> yeah, like like people care about some things I really don't care about, and they that's their problem. Uh, my uh my job's not to care what they think you know because you you could sit here and say you don't care what people think but like that's that's a lie yeah that's a lie yeah we all um, and what was my best purchase nothing man i don't really 
I like I buy stuff when I I want it. Yeah. Like I don't have many things that I like. Oh well, when I play well, I'm going to buy this. Um, I'm weirdly enough, I'm oddly in the cars. Um, I have a '55 Chevrolet Bel Air, and I've always wanted like a 1990 uh, Defender. Like, so I bought a 1993 Defender. Mm. Uh, but that, I just bought that probably four or five weeks ago, and I'm just really pumped. And then my last car, I'm going to get a C10 short bed. I don't really like the step side. I think that looks terrible, but they're like so hard to find. And then I'll be done. That'll be like the you know my dad had a 57, two 57s growing up, and it was really hard to find those. So I got a 55 Defender. I saw one and I went to my first open, and I was like, I'm going to get one of those. And I just think the 69 C10 looks just looks badass, honestly. Yeah, it, it won't be your last purchase. You'll get something else. I can't. It'll be my last car. I'm not in the cars. I like cars for people. Other people can drive them. Like, I get in the 55, and I let other people drive, and we just cruise That's around cool. town. That's cool. I'll have to go for a ride for that sometime when we get up to Quill Hollow. Come um, on. All right, so talk about, you know, we're here in Augusta, based in Augusta. Talk about your first Masters experience. By the way, dude, I mean, a T23 in your first Masters. Man is pretty i shot every numbers i shot in the 70s shot in the 60s shot in the 80s (laughs) um man it was it was an unbelievable experience i i like to stay with people um it's pretty weird like i saw i rented a house and my best friends came down we had i mean we had would you tell me what you paid for it i'm interested in this we rent our house Oh, okay that's not bad You, you must have been i thought so you oh, it's on the if like you pass Augusta away? Country Club. Yeah, if, if you pass Augusta Country Club and it's on your right, you go to that next light. Yep. Yep. Take a right. And I was like kind of down there on the left. Dang, you were that close? You only paid 15 grand? Yeah. That's a solid yeah. deal. Solid deal. Anyway, tell, um, tell me about the experience. So, but like, you know, we had all these rain delays and we, we, uh, so when they came down, it rained when we just had, we played. We played black. I was house, and we played blackjack for like six hours. Love that. Man. We had a we had a great time. It was just man. Saturday was just hard. Yeah. Um, just needed to play decent. Like, and I just I didn't. It is what it is. Uh, but it was it was cool. It was you any know, like Augusta. any like specific. I mean, obviously you probably have you probably had a pinch me moment driving into Magnolia Lane or whatever. But any, anything other than that that was maybe subtle or something that you know people wouldn't expect um what wouldn't expect i think it's crazy how many people are there i mean the hospitality is second to none it's unbelievable um i don't like hanging out at the golf course no matter where i play so you know like going to the golf course and eating the pimento cheese sandwiches like i could care less not my thing but for me being the ultimate like I want to compete. I want to walk these. I want to win. Yeah. That was cool. Like there's, there's so many shots where it's like, come on, bro. You got, you got to hit a good one. Like number 12 is just like, that's my favorite golf hole in the world. Cause even the best can get it wrong. Yeah. You know, like we build these golf courses where the best players just get better on it. So yeah. like, you know, but like there you can, the best player in the world can screw that up. Um, so it's. I mean, yeah. Look what Si Woo did. He's the best player in the world. Look what happened to him. Man, Si Woo. Uh, we'll oh, talk about man. him in a little bit. What? Uh, yes, it was awesome, man. I just couldn't believe all the infrastructures and all this stuff. But it was it was a great time, man. Uh, I made an eagle. Obviously, Amanda caddying for me in the. Yeah. 
in the part three. three was pretty cool. I mean, Liam has no clue. Like, you know, you know, so it's pretty yeah, funny. But that's special. Um, what, what is, I mean, like, talk about the golf course in terms of, like, your game. And so your future at Augusta, like, what do you I can win about there. it? Yeah. You got the distance. You, you got the short Yeah, game. you got Got you got to I got to hit one more fairway per round. Mm. I like you that. don't really have to hit like so like I think the best I think I'm at like in majors I'm at like 52%. I can get that to like 59 60. Yeah. I think I have a really good chance. Like perfect example the open this year I missed the fairway on it's when the pins were on the right on 17. Mm-hmm. I hit the fairway. When the pins were on the left, I missed the fairway. Like, you know, if you could roll reverse them, you're... Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, so yeah. it's... Thinking like that, I think I just got to find a shot where I'm like, hey, man, this is going this direction. And I, I, for the most part, I do, but, like, you know you know what I mean? You just got to keep working and keep figuring out what makes the ball go where you want it to go. And I enjoy that part of it. Like, yeah. I, I just think the coolest thing for me is I'm just... I mean, I was probably one of the shittiest putters statistically. Like, in my mind, I felt like I was one of the greatest putters, which, yeah, at times I was. But, like, now I'm not, like, as great of a putter when I'm, like, putting well. But, like, I'm way more solid than I've ever been. The the floor's not as bad, huh? Yeah, exactly. So it's just funny when people are talking about, like, oh, man, I just got to putt better. No, you just can't putt like shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so speaking of majors, next year. The U.S. opens at L.A. Country Club, right down the street from Riv. You are 125 to one right now to win at L.A. Country Club next year. Any thoughts on the, that place? Have you won, or have you played there before? I've never played there. By the time I get there, my odds will be less. <laughs> I'm only trending. What about uh, so PGA Championships at Oak Hill in New York? Have you ever seen that place? You're 190 to one to win on the uh, to win the PGA Championship. I've never seen it, but like if they going back to the U.S. Open, if they set it up like they did. Boston Country Club or the Country Club? The Country Club, yeah. I like my chances a lot. Well, this year I had tonsillitis, so like, yeah, I was in ER every day, so that just sucked. Um, so it is what it is, and dude, I still get like my tonsils still get swollen like every every time I finish the antibiotic. So it's been, and it's been crap, man. I I, you just take being healthy for granted sometimes. Yep. I was reading a little bit about that last night. Um, and I know we talked about you know feeling well a couple weeks ago, but hopefully you guys get that figured out. Um, yeah so you know you've won you've won the australian pga championship you won saudi event this year before that though like obviously you've had times where you've been in you've been in contention uh, you know late on a sunday it didn't happen and we talk about that a lot on our show like especially for the young guys like i'm always saying there's just certain guys now i I do think certain guys come out of the corn ferry tour come out of college and they're just they're they're world-class players and they're going to get it done on the first eventually but most of, them, most of them don't. You know, most of them don't get it done the first time they're in the fire late on a Sunday. So my question Correct. is, like, what, do you, what is it that you actually learn or take away from being in contention late on a Sunday that then translates to success afterwards? Can you put your finger on what that is? Um, the best thing I've heard is just basically run your own course. I think when you first – First year, two years out there, you're so adamant about, like, keeping up with the Joneses. Like, this guy's playing good. Why are you not playing good? This guy's winning. Why are you not winning? Um, mm. Now I just do my thing. Like, my time's coming. I believe it. And just, like, quiet the noise. Because if you're, like, focused on what you need to do to get better, 
that gives you gives you your best chance of winning. Um, yeah, I've been there a few times, man, and it just sucks not getting it done. Um, I've had some. I mean, Colonial this year, that one hurt a little bit. Uh, yeah, it was hard. I just didn't didn't get it done. And you know, like it's so easy to sit there and be like, man, Harold, you know, choked. Like, yeah, we whatever you want to call it. For me, like I learned something from that. And, you know, the biggest thing for me is what I should have done is when Scott was getting the ruling, I should have went and putted instead of sitting there and waiting. And mm. so like, yeah, whether I choked or wasn't focused or whatever it is, I know it's best for me next time. So I to me, I think I actually learned a lot. That's good. Because what you're trying to do is learn enough to like win all the time. Yeah. Like you don't want to just be one and done. I want to win and be like, all right, let's get on a roll. Yeah. That's how golf is. If you look at careers, people win, and then they go on this run for three or four years, and then they get paid. It's whole they, cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm cool with that cycle, and I feel like mine's coming. And it's not like I've played bad. I just haven't won. Yeah. It's just hard. Yep. All right, I want to do some fun stuff now. All right. All right, if you had a caddy for any player on the PGA Tour, who would it be and why? Scotty Shefford because the fuckers <laughs> beating everyone's ass. I knew that's what you were going to say. That one was easy. That yeah, was easy. This next money. one's a little harder. If another player had to caddy for you on the PGA Tour, who would that be and why? Bud Collie. Bud Collie. I, I don't know if we'd be on tour for long, but damn, we'd have the most fun. <laughs> Dude, when Bud was out on tour, uh, you know, regularly, Pat, because we started doing this in 2015, it was like clockwork. Any, if Bud Colley was in the field, it didn't matter what golf course we were at. It didn't matter if Bud Colley was in good form or not. Pat Perry, <laughs> whenever, whenever we got to his price range, Pat Perry was going to be like, man, you know who I like this week? Bud Colley. And we were like, well, no shit, Sherlock. We, we get it. <laughs> I mean, he, he had some sort of affinity for Bud Colley. When Pat hears this, he's going to be like, Bud! You know, I mean, we, uh, he's know one of our favorite man. He's about to have a kid. That's he's great. Awesome guy. That's great. All right, so when you're out on when you're out there and you get your pairing, who's your favorite caddy and player duo? So I mean, that's easy. Webb, Webb and Tesori. It's just so They're good guys. Man. Easy, man. You can be like you can be you around them. You know, you just go do your thing. I would say Webb, uh, Tyrrell Hatton would be fun. I've, I've you know Mick caddying for him. That that's pretty funny. Yeah. Shane Lowry, yeah, and Bo, yeah, that's probably that's not that's probably. I mean, I've played with him the either him or Will. I've been paired with the most this year for some reason. I don't know why. Um, so I've gotten to know those guys a lot better. Uh, I love me some Will Zalatoris. Yeah, I, yeah. I, so I would say Webb, Shane, Will. Who else did I name? Man, I already forgot. Those Hatton, three would be a Mick. Oh, Hatton. Yeah. I can't tell if Hatton's being funny or he's actually mad. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's what's yeah. kind of weird. I think so it's like, both. I just go ahead and laugh. I think it's both. Yeah. Um, actually, funny story. I actually saw, uh, like, was it two or three years ago, uh, Hatton missed the cut at the Masters, and I was playing golf at my place at Champions Retreat. And, like, literally after he missed the cut, he came to Champions Retreat, and he played, like, two groups behind me. And I had just seen him trunk slam, like, and get pissed and all this stuff. And I look over, and I two holes behind me on the tee box, he's hitting, and he hits a horrible drive, and he's just dog cussing himself up and down. The, I'm like, this dude left Augusta National thir- an hour ago, came here, and is still like just hotter than a match head. 
You won't ever, ever see me going to play playing after. golf. No. <laughs> ever. I'm, I'm on the fastest, quickest trip home. You might see me play it. You know, if I play in the morning, Mr. Cut, come on. Yeah, maybe. I just don't miss that many cuts right now. So. That's right. You don't. What about, all right, so nice. speaking of guys like Terrell Hatton, who's, in your mind, who's the most electric player on the PGA Tour? And I, I feel like the definition of that. Golf-wise or, or. Uh, no. No. Like, okay, all right. Uh, you just look at that guy and you're like, that, that guy's electric. You know, it's like whatever that means. It's like they're funny, but they're also like unpredictable. They're. I mean, Tyrrell would be number one, man. And I got to play with him. Gosh, I don't know where I played with him, but it's been recent. And like, he played so bad and we were like trying not to laugh. My caddy used to caddy for him. So it's oh. just like, it's even funnier because he knows like, He'll be like my cat. If he tell me, he's like, "Oh, he's about to have his head off," and I'm just like, "So now I'm like glued in." Like, You're watching. Oh, he really? Yeah. <laughs> Did he do anything or say anything that just made you laugh? No, I think he was over playing golf. Uh, uh, yeah. It was in Canada, so I think he was just over it. He got a couple over. He's like, "All right, man, I'm totally cool getting out of here." Um. All right. Well, I I think from all we've witnessed ourselves and what we've heard. We think Siwoo Kim is a pretty electric character. Um, I mean, I have, you probably can't, well, you might be able to see it behind me, but if you look on top of that frame, right? Oh, yeah, 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 super stroke. The, is that, yeah, yeah, is that's, that one of his putters. That's the top half of the putter he snapped on number tw- uh, 15, I think, at Augusta um, a couple years ago. What a great possession you had right there. Dude, a listener, I don't know how, but a listener got it. And he DM'd me on Instagram and said, I know you're a huge Siwoo fan. Do you want this? And I was like, uh, yeah. What do you want for it? He's like, dude, I'll just send it to you. No big deal. So I have it right there. Um, that is awesome. Yeah. Do you have any Siwoo Kim stories from your, your, own, uh, your own experiences? Uh, so Siwoo takes me to Korean barbecue once a year, and I take him to a steakhouse once a year. Um, the Korean culture has come through way better because I haven't taken him to a steakhouse, but he takes me to a Korean barbecue. Uh, Every year. He took me to Vegas this year. Um, I do have a story, but obviously it can't be on here. But okay. <laughs> we've been, we've been, we've had some good times. We, uh, he's a fun guy. Gosh, dog. he makes me laugh, man. Yeah. Cause I can't tell if he doesn't understand what the hell I'm saying or he wants a <laughs> dog cuss me. <laughs> dude, dude, his Instagram, his Instagram follow is so electric. Did you see when he, uh, when he was somewhere and somebody stole his car? His like no yes oh yes yes and he uh like documented the whole thing trying to get his car back yeah <laughs> or my favorite I thought it was a joke Mm-mm. one of my favorite moments was uh do you remember a couple years ago at the players when he got in that bunker and so it was on nine and somebody didn't rake the bunker and his ball ended up in a footprint and he pulled his phone out during a round a like real round pulled his phone out took a picture posted it on instagram stories and said who did this during his round <laughs> but then so of, of you know maddie lou you know maddie lou yeah, yeah, yeah maddie yeah, lou yeah. uh because she knows we we love see uh i screenshotted that thing immediately and i put a, a listener on it to go find out who it was and we had a listener track shot link that morning and found out that uh graham mcdowell was in that same bunker like three holes before him and so uh, we we kind of outed him, and Maddie Lou told me the tour made him take all that down, and he got he got a tongue lashing for getting on his phone and doing that during the round. Yeah, that's wrong. 
That's amazing, dude. Nah, let's just let's pass by the tour <laughs> discipline and people. All right, here we go. Let's play a quick. I got a couple quick little game shows here. This is just quick. I'm gonna bring up. Uh, I'm gonna ask a couple questions. I'm gonna show you something. You give me your uh, your thoughts. First of all, and this is interesting. We've already seen that that you got one of these uh, kind of wrong early. I wanted. I want you to. I want to see how well you know your game, Harold. Best. All uh-huh. right. Your best strokes gained metric for your PGA Tour career. Is it off the tee, approach, around the green, or putting? Your best statistic on the PJ Tour since you came on. Not right off now. Off the tee. Off the tee. False. It's God, close. Too, it's close. It is close. It's approach to uh, it's approach. approach to green. Yep. So I drove it really good my first year and then drove it dog crap for two years. But like so bad, it was like 170. I knew it was close. But this year, approach to green has been like. Dude, your yeah, irons are. What, what, what is it? Like, I mean. if, if you, So. Um, U.S. Open two years ago. Yeah, U.S. Open two years ago. Um, where I didn't even try to qualify wherever it was. I went and saw Butch, um, and it's been it's been great, man. He helped me out a lot. Um, a little bit of confidence, a little bit of uh, you know, I felt a better understanding of what I what my swing does, and yeah, it's been night and day. I still see the guy that taught me how to play golf. Like I'll see Butch. And then every once in a while, I'll see Bruce. And most of the time with these guys, I don't, I'll hit balls for like 20 minutes and we'll talk for an hour. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's just understanding what I do. Because at the end of the day, man, whether I want to believe it or not, seven years on tour, this is my seventh year on tour. Like there's just a reality of things that like shit doesn't last forever. I don't care how good. Like, yeah. It just yeah. doesn't. Um, so the best thing for me is, you know, they're getting older. Figure out what I do so that I can you know, be able to tell another instructor, Hey, do you see this? Do you, cause you know, they're not, they're not going to be here forever. Yeah. And you know, I want to go as long as I can, as far as I can. Do you, do you have swing thoughts when you're playing around? Like, I mean, obviously yeah, amateurs well, have swing thoughts, but do you, when I was growing up, uh, Bruce used to tell me you can only play golf with one swing thought. And that's what I try to do. I try to get one little thing that I've kind of feels good. And just some, at some degree, once I get on the course, I have no swing thought mm-hmm. because I try to like see, just make sure the ball goes where I'm looking. Mm-hmm. Cause once you start, if you're thinking a lot about your swing, you're not thinking about how I'm going to get the ball to go where I want it to go. Cause you've practiced enough to where you just react. You, you just, it's just becomes second. Yeah. No second. Eight. All right, cool. I want the ball to go there. All right, I'm going to do this. And you do it. And I, I do it too quick sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes I need to sit back and just think and actually process what I'm trying to do. Yeah. All right. Back to the quick game show about how well you know your game. What is your worst, statistically, what is your worst putting surface to roll on? Bermuda, Bent, or Hoa? Bermuda. It is Bermuda. That is your stroke. Let's metric. go. So I knew that. Your best would be Bent, it appears. <laughs> Not even close. I grew up on Bent. Yep. Yeah. It's no brainer. Yep. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Do you gain more strokes on the field in calm or windy conditions? Windy conditions. Oh no! Oh, it's gonna be close. Gosh, uh, I put it up there too early. You gain calm. More. You gain more in calm and moderate. You do not. You do not do well in the wind statistically, Harold. So when it gets windy, I just shoot too bad. Mm. Like it's never like all right, manage manageable. Um, yeah, because, like, perfect example, TBC this year, I played played great, but, like, I got a good wave, 
Yeah. Got a good wave. And it was, yeah, it was still windy, but I hit some really good drives in the wind, you know, like on seven and 18. So there's times I think it's when it's windy and the ground is firm. It's like, think about it. Like it was windy at TVC, but it, the ground was soft. Yeah. So like, and we'll just keep getting better. I think I'm yeah. like, perfect example is windy Saturday of Augusta, like, it's not that I shot 80. It's that I didn't shoot 77. Yeah. You know, like quit trying to shoot 60 fucking three when it's <laughs> yeah. windy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. So I'm learning. I'm learning. So I'm still a kid. Uh, still a kid thinking about big decisions. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right. Last one about your game. What is All your, right. let me, I'm going to read these off. What is your worst proximity range? Is it from 75? It's from 100 to 110. Uh, no, 100 to 125. You're correct. It is from around, that's 75 yards to 125, both of those ranges, your worst proximity range. Yeah, so here's the deal. I, I don't have a stat guy. I don't do stats. But, uh, <laughs> I'll be your stat guy. By CDW. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I watch your, your little takes, and like if I'm not in the, uh, if I'm not in your list, I will like I'll play way more conservatively. <laughs> what? Because it gives me like a chance. Like if you know it's not set up for you, like why would you play more aggressive? Like that'd be dumb. Like wait a be minute. smart about what so, you're run trying. that back. You watch what? So you will. So like when you post stuff on Twitter, me? you'll say like yeah. Uh-huh. Like you'll have like um there'll be like a link you can click and it'll have like your who you're picking this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. my name's not on there. I will play a little bit more conservatively because like you've ran through all this stuff right here. So yeah. like, I will, like, I won't go and be like, well, I need to work on this. I'll just play a little bit more conservatively and like, see what happens. Stop, dude. You're telling me. I swear to God. It huh? makes, I do it all the time. Like if you, yeah. Cause everyone that goes on there and looks at stats, they're like, like you're looking at everything. You're looking at all yep. this stuff. And I'm like, uh, if my name's on there, it's game on fire in the hole. Like, <laughs> Yeah, dude, I cannot yeah. believe that you. That that that. So why would I mind. not? If I play more aggressive, which I yeah. like to do, yeah, and the odds are against me, well, like that's just bad news, baby. Well, but sometimes it's based on value, though. You know, like sometimes your name is on there or not on there based on. Yeah, value. That's what I'm saying. So, like, if the value is too, like, like if my name's on there, that's when you got to go for. It. Yeah, you yeah. got to fire in the hole. So if your name, so like, it's probably four terms a year. So like, maybe five, and then like, yeah. if if my name's not on there, I just like, cause like, you know, you also put the one sometimes on there, like sleepers or like, yep. Oh, it has a good chance. Sometimes I'll be on there a good bit. So like if I'm on there, I'll play kind of like, I know it's going, the odds are with me when I'm not on any of them. Yeah. It's time to like, <laughs> Dude, this blows my mind. Next time. Yeah. Just-, just give yourself some shots. Like if I can be really conservative, keep myself in the game, like I'll know when it's time to fire. But when my name's on there, yeah. It's like, all right, fire in the hole. Like, play, play aggressive, play the way you play. Yeah. I did not. That just makes sense. Like, why would I not get, like, why would I play more aggressive when I know statistically all the things you've, you know, like you just said are against me? I know. Why would it, I play it, aggressive then? It just blows my mind that you're basing that off of me. <laughs> that's what yeah, because you that's what post that understand. stuff and I like go in there and I'll read it and you'll be like, You'd be like, well, this guy does this really well. And I'd be like, all right, I understand what I need to do well, but I'd like, yeah, I don't do that well. I ain't going to just do it well, like 
two days from now. Look, so bro, like, next, time, next time I'm just going to text you. I'm just going to be like, all right, dude, this is what I found. I'm about to text you now. I'm going to text you every week and be like, here's where yeah, I see Yeah, please you. do. Okay. I just click on there and I just know. I read it and I'm like, all right, this is. That's right. right. That's crazy, dude. You blew my mind. Because you don't have to get them all up and down or you don't have to no. make all the putts. It's about doing one better a day. Like, like, like I said, you really just need to hit. I need to hit one more fairy day, which with my iron game, it's going to help. It, it's just compound interest. It's only good with your money, but it's really good with stats. You know, like if I do this well, it's going to. Next thing you know, I'm going to hit it closer than I'm not going to have as long putts. You know, yeah, that's just how it works. That's banana land. Okay. <laughs> All right. Obviously, you got the relationship with MJ, Jordan Brand, super cool. We've heard a lot of great stories about the Grove, you know, Grove 23. Yeah. Uh, the speed of the golf carts, the caddies on scooters, you know, drones bringing drinks. Although I've heard they stopped that. You can confirm or deny that. Um, uh, I think they weren't allowed to speak about it, but okay. I, just, okay. I just have fun when I go out there. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, is there anything else about that place? Because it's so, it's, I mean, I would just absolutely die to play there, and I'm sure a lot of people would. Like, is there anything about that place that you feel like yet people don't know that you, that you could share? Or like, do you have any idea, like, what it costs to join? Can anyone pay to join, or does MJ kind of have to give his, I'm sure he has to it's give his It's invite only. Invite only, okay. I do know that. Do you sure. know what the cost is if he invites you? I want to say I don't. I think I want to say it's two hundred thousand, but it could be more. I think they did it in stages. Um, but it would be if I lived down there, it'd be worth it to yeah. me. Um, uh, I really like to hang. Uh, people wouldn't think it, but like, Quahala is a great place to hang out. Yeah. Um, the worst thing you can have at Quahala is a rain delay. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, I love to hang. We're playing there this afternoon, so it's nice. uh it's it's interesting for sure. Um it's fun. so it, my I guess greatest story and everyone's heard is I took my best friend there and basically like MJ just fleeced him and shit himself. <laughs> it was hilarious. Love that. Yeah. What, it um... wasn't funny though cuz he really was shitting himself. <laughs> okay, yeah, so it like was that. it was like watching a train wreck. Yeah, he told him, he said, we're not going to have any free rolls out here, and that's mm. when we'll just suck. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was funny. Uh, I'll see him today. I, I mean, it never gets old telling that story, but uh, I, I got one other good one I'll tell you when I'm off here. Okay. And, okay. yeah, it's with my wife. You'll, okay. you'll die so laughing. Has, has, would you say, like, MJ's, because, I mean, it came out recently that you got some advice from MJ. Would you say, in general, like, he's been – a little bit of a mentor to you or do you feel like he's kind of taking you under your under his wing a little bit or not really 1000 percent. i've That's always awesome. told him he said that i said everyone thought the coolest thing about being in the jordan brand is getting all the shoes nah. the coolest the best thing is being able to bounce stuff off of him yeah. uh you know we're never going to be in his shoes and he's never going to be in our shoes and he'll tell you that and he'll be like hey this is what i would do let me see if these guys have this information like he's really good at researching and trying to give you the best option he you know, we just talk about, he's like, he's like an older brother. He's like, just make sure like that I'm taken care of. And that love and appreciation that he gives me is what I want to give to other people. You know, like it's pretty cool. It's from the, one of the best athletes in, to ever yeah. step foot on earth. That makes it really cool. But like, that's what we should be doing in general with just ordinary people, just taking care of people if you can. Um, yeah, he's given me great advice. Uh, the article was terrible because I had tonsillitis. 
And I, the guy was like, I heard you got advice. And I was like, oh, yeah. He said no. Like, I could barely talk. Mm. Um, so they – it was way more detailed. MJ is very uh, – he's very thoughtful. Like, he – you know, he just doesn't just say – like, he's really good at putting himself in your shoes, which I think is really hard if you're in his shoes. Like, if you were him. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, this is what I would do, you know. And, like, yeah. you could easily sit there and be like, he's the best player ever. Like, he doesn't know. He doesn't get it. But – that's not him, man, and uh, he's definitely helped me out. We talk a lot of shit more than anything, so that makes it pretty fun. So along those lines, like what? I just want to. I don't want to talk all the the bullshit, but just the future. I'm fired up, man. Well, I'm here long enough. I got about ten minutes. You can fire it up. I just, Ask whatever. I just want to say, like, what has to happen to the game of professional golf between I don't care what league it is, PGA, DP, Live, for the players, the leagues, and organizations themselves and the golf fans to feel like everybody won. What does that look like? Because right now, obviously, it feels like not everybody's winning. And, and honestly, you know, I think the ones that are going to pay the greatest price are pro- probably the fans if we have such 1, a fragmented experience. So what do you think has to happen for that to, for that to not There's work? There's so many happen? moving parts. Um, yeah. I, like, for instance, like let's take the majors out. And let's talk about it in that form. Like, the PGA Tour has been absolutely insanely great to me. You know, like I, in a million years, I couldn't imagine playing golf yeah. and, like, being able to do support my lifestyle that I live. Um, so it's just funny, though, that the PGA Tour has made all this money off of competition. And now there's competition, and they, like, it's, like, free-for-all. It's a panic. Um, yeah. I just, I just don't get it. But the best thing you can do right now is everyone needs to get on the phone. Like, and there just needs to be communication amongst everybody about what they want to do, how they want to do it, where they want to do it. And to be honest with you, they just, most, I think if Liv wanted to burn the PGA tour, they could have already. No one sued. Like I find it pretty odd that like no one hasn't sued to try to, or got an injunction to try to play the playoffs this year. Um, it's just, it's sad because people I admire from the tour haven't like, like all they say is it's ran by the membership. Well, the membership, all the whole membership should have a say. And, you know, I've been very lucky to make a 90 foot putt and be offered some awesome things. And just, I hold, like, I hold like what I want to do as the most important thing. And, um, I want to, I want both of them to be able to work. So when we talk about it, like every, I hate that, like just because you think that you, someone should either go to live or shouldn't go to live is what you think of that person. That's like, that's wrong. Like, and one thing I've learned with my foundation, it costs a lot of money to help people. And I know everyone jokes about them growing the game, but like you can really help a lot of people with more money. I just don't, I don't think people understand. Like when you start this mentorship, there's 50 mentees, 50 mentors. I mean, it is 90, it's going to be $90,000. Like, but it helps these kids. These kids love it. I was, I was with them yesterday and it was so much fun. So like, let's like, let's quit beating around the bush and like, just be honest with ourselves and just, just like understand that like not everyone's rich like not everyone's in a great position and like if you like put yourself in in some of the player shoes like man i don't have much left in my career like 
my goal is to make as much money as I can, as long as I can, so that I can go do whatever I want to do when I want to do it. And I just, I think that you just got to get on the phone. You got to make this work. You got to, I don't think it's gone down as well. And I just think that if, as a man, the best thing a man can do is when he's wrong, admit it, fix it. Like no one's perfect. Yeah. And that's not happening. So speaking of the foundation, I wanted to bring up the HV3 foundation. Um, we, uh, what, what is, what is it like, what is it you guys need? Obviously money, right? And what's an initiative yeah. people can get behind? I, I want to give you a chance to, to say that. Yeah, for sure. So, um, basically we have the youth on course in North and South Carolina. That's our deal for golf. That's kind of how I grew up. I'm sure everyone's heard the story. I played golf from June 1st until September 1st, Monday through Friday for a hundred bucks. It was yeah. awesome. So youth on course, it's $5 for every kid under the age of 18. I think North and South Carolina, they have 70, 78 courses and we sponsor 45% of it or so. Um, Oh yeah, look at you go, baby. Here we go. Uh, Keep talking. We so we do that, and then we have a big gal event, which you see right there, and then the drivers for change, which is with Bubba Wallace and Wyndham, and it's you know great initiative for those guys to help us out. Um, they're fun adult events, the gala and all those. Uh, we have an event where we raise money for the men's and women's golf team at East Carolina, the Daniel Meggs Junior. No, I don't even know if anyone remembered Daniel, but Daniel got the Wake Forest scholarship at Wake Forest, passed away when he was 20, mm-hmm. 28. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, special for me, because like before he passed away, like got to do some really cool stuff. Tiger did something unbelievable for him, and it's been awesome. We're trying to get an AJGA event in Charlotte. I never played any AJGA growing up, just it was too expensive. But, like, I think a kid like me, if I would have gotten to an AJJ event, you would have gotten more exposure. So, you know, I'd, anything I can do to get a kid like myself a chance to, like, you know, yeah. do something he wouldn't be able to do otherwise, I'm in. Um, and then we started this mentorship. I got asked after George Floyd's uh, death, what was the most important thing that ever happened to you and right now? And I said, to be honest with you, like, take the kid and the wife away. Um, I had these two older gentlemen that basically that weren't my parents that basically cared about me. Like literally they would take me to lunch and they would just be like, what's going on? And to this day, they still do. I'm going to see them next week at the mountains. So we started this mentorship program and it's been, dude, it's been the coolest freaking thing. I've I've, like, I always thought I'd be about golf and it's awesome that it's not about golf. Yeah. Um, so it's been it's been great. It costs money, and I'm going to raise it. I think we if we can get ten million dollars before I leave this earth, it'll run itself for a very long time, and that's that's my goal. Well, you're doing a lot of good stuff. It's a very active foundation for, um, you know, when you look at other foundations that you know athletes and PGA Tour players are doing. You guys do a lot, so you're doing it you're doing it right. And uh, we made a small donation this morning just for you coming on the show. It's not it's not much, but we did what we can, and I think others should uh, should go check it out and go donate. Um, I appreciate it. everything counts, man. Uh, that's just where it's all hands on deck. Let's go. Yep. All right. So thank you. Before we get you out of here, let's play a quick. Uh, I want to do Love a quick, it. quick game here. This is going to be fun. I think I've never done this actually with anyone on the show. So that you're, you're that's kind of scary though. That, you're taking a lot of risks there. You know what? <clears throat> I'm trying, man. We're trying to elevate the game. I want to start with a little rip my drip, rip my drip, the open championship edition. I'm going to show you some pictures of some guys mm-hmm. at the open. 
give me your thoughts on the outfits, right? Because we saw some, we saw some, we saw some questionable. Just stuff. one to ten, right? Well, no, just just give me your thoughts overall. Like you can you can rip them. Oh, you got can it, got it, got roast it, got them. It. You can say I'm down with it, whatever. All right, here's the first. All one. right. Uh, I'm down with it. I have skinny calves, so like <laughs> everyone was shitting on them, but like I can get down with it. You know, I've always been down with the hoodie gang, so like I'm I'm all in. Love it. All right. I'm down with them too. Now Pat was freaking out. Pat was like, these look like pajama pants and they got the sweater, the sweater cuffs at the bottom. I love the joggers. Grayson makes great joggers. I, I totally agree with both of y'all, but like for me personally, yeah. I can get down with that. I lost six pounds overseas, so it'll look good there on There we go. Right there we go. <laughs> we just got back from a Scotland trip. I did not lose six pounds, I can tell you that. All right. Let's yeah, let's yeah. look at the next one. John Bailey's uh, booby britches. This yeah that's uh, that is what they call it. um i think it's terrible but like it's totally him it's so like i judge people based off of when they wear stuff you're like man that flows with their personality like yeah all right man i would never wear that but like i would definitely go to hooters like i've been to hooters numerous times <laughs> yeah. like so i you know i'm just not here to judge and i think he rocked them really well and i'm sure they're paying off like if they were paying me what he, they're paying him, I would you have wear, to think about it. <laughs> you'd wear like a full Hooters like onesie out there if you had to with a collar. Um, oh, that'd be freaking awesome. All right, next one. I, well, um, Rory. I'm a, you know, I wear some Nike stuff sometimes, even though I'm a Jordan guy. I mean, that's fire. Dude, this is not I, fire. The only problem is this the is khaki. The khaki crazy. and the canary. And the, oh, the khaki. You're talking about the color. I'm just, colorblind, man. My wife Oh, are you? before I leave. Well, I think I am, man. I get some blues, and they look they'll be green, and Amanda will be like, what the hell are you wearing? <laughs> so, like, let's take the color away. That is so comfortable for how cold it is right there. To me, it's like, when I, when I saw it, I'm like, if I saw this on, at Augusta against all the green and stuff, but, like, when you saw this on the brown grass and the fescue with that ugly-ass tailor-made bag, I was like, dude, this, what, is he trying to Hey, he was trying to camouflage. He was trying to camouflage. All right, <clears throat> here's this one. Now this. Oh, he went nuts. We don't know what the hell he's wearing, dude. But they're paying him a lot of money. <laughs> this broke me. I'm like, wait a minute. There's PGA Tour branded. I mean, it says it on the thing. You can't really read it, but on his on no his comment. left chest, I've seen it. It is. It's nuts. I've never I don't ask seen this anymore. I just stay to myself. I keep my mouth shut. I do like every tweet on. Twitter that's associated with Live. Like people will be like, Harold, I'm so happy you didn't go to Live. I like that one. Everyone's like, just go ahead and go to Live. I like that one. <laughs> just all of them. That way I stir the pot as much as I can because way. I'm gonna do what's best for me. But but my guy, his what? celebration second to none. Yeah. Like I know it I know exactly what he said. <laughs> and what you do? <laughs> what he say? No, I'm assuming. I'm assuming uh, he's like, oh fuck this all. <laughs> Is that what he says? Is that something he says? Normally? I'm sure he gets so pissed. Man. I know, I love it. But dude, this this sweatshirt. First of all, it's like, wh- okay, I can't even believe they make those. And also, uh, why is the first time I'm even ever seeing this? And I watch a lot of golf. Why is the first time I'm ever seeing it? Is it on Siwoo? Is he the only one they could get to pull to wear this? Like, I don't understand. I don't even understand. <laughs> Um, that's funny um it looks like he's got letters on there but i don't know what the letters they are letters. like it no, looks the like letters are pga G. tour oh it oh the big letters the big letters are pga tour all over it dude in korea they probably think it's hot you gotta respect the hustle 
I'm gonna I'm gonna see if he'll give that to me when we talk to him next. Um, all right, I think I'll I, text him. See what he says. I, I'm gonna take a picture of it. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, go hold back. On, hold on. See, woo. Hold on, shaking that ass. That's all. Oh, let's see. All right, hold on. He's coming on the show with uh, Brian Vranish with with his cat. Is he really? Yeah, he's he's committed. He's committed that he's gonna do it. He was very hesitant, but I won him over. I've won him over. The, you know what sucks? His English is fine when he's comfortable. Yeah. But when he uh, he just does. I, I don't blame him. It's just hard to be like not shook when everyone's. You can, he can't tell if you're like laughing with him or like. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like. Yeah, I think I think that's tough with people that speak English. You yeah, know, could you imagine going somewhere and being like, "Is this motherfucker laughing?" With me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, hold on. I got one more quick game. One more quick All game, right. and then we're done. I think you'll I think you'll okay. enjoy this too. All right, this one. What we're gonna do is I'm gonna show you pictures, and you're just gonna name that tour pro. Okay. Ooh. Who it is? Okay. Can I do it? We'll see. Here's the first one. This is obviously a childhood photo. Name that tour <laughs> Dude, pro. No freaking clue. Really? I was gonna, if I had to guess, Henrik Stenson. No. Yeah, like, I got no. That is, uh, is that is Patrick Reed as a young boy. God, he looks like the devil right there. I know, doesn't he? The, the look is brutal. I should know. He was talking smack because, you know, there's so many double greens Yeah. last week, and we had some great conversations while we were taking forever. <laughs> yes, that must have been hard. Uh, all right, next one. Harris English. Yes. That was that terrible right. tour tour drawing they did for like the tour championship or whatever. Oh my gosh. He looks like Oh Lane, god, I gotta remember. Yeah. He I looks was like, like Lane Kiffin in this in this photo, but yeah. Lane Kiffin. To me Boy, that came was out firing the other day about the NIL. Holy cow. Oh, I didn't see that. This was the worst player on the whole board. I'm like, that I know it's Harris English, but it does with the Callaway visor you do. Yeah, yeah. That helps out a lot. Yeah. He's got some flow, too. I'm jealous. I'm <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's another one. Now, this, this could be a – this is a – okay, I should have said this. Tour player or caddy? Do you know who that is right uh, there? Gino, the- is it? <laughs> Nailed it. That's so messed up. That's Gino? not him. <laughs> no, it's not him. That's, that's from the movie Powder. Do you remember that movie? I've never seen Powder. That came out. You're probably too young. I'm, I'm, I'm almost too young for it, and I'm older than you. Our boy Gino. Oh my gosh, that is so. I love Gino, but that just best. made. You're going to send this clip to him, you asshole, for sure. Oh, for sure. All right, I got two more and then we're out of here. Oh, I saw this the other day. Scotty Sheffield. I didn't know, but but when it was just Sam and I was like, it's the guy. That next looks to nothing like Scotty Scheffler to me. Look at the. I can't tell if Scotty doesn't have hair. It has hair. I know. It, it just, it looks like. I, I, this bad picture has blown my mind since I saw it. Man, he's playing. I mean, I can't wait to see the player of the year. Yeah. Well, I'll see. Hey, I think I wish both of them were American so that you could, you, so like it'd be a closer. Yeah. Bit. Like if, if it was roles reversed, it would be a different toll. Like I just, it's just the facts of it. It kind of sucks, but it's, yeah, it is what it is. These next, <laughs> these next few weeks are going to tell a lot. All right. And the last one should be an easy one. I mean, I guess just the guy on the bottom. Oh shit! We talked about it last time, but it's just an old. It's just a classic. It's just a classic. I did see my boy at uh, PGA. He did my group. Uh, man, I miss him. I, I I just hope he just gives it one one solid try. You know, just like all gas, no brakes. Yeah. Like you, you know, and yeah, that's a funny picture though. Yeah. 
Awesome, dude. Uh, HV3, you've been the best. Great to talk to you. Great to catch up with you. Let's not make it four years between the next one. And uh, Perfect. Thanks, for, thanks for coming on, bro. We'll stay in touch. I got to roll. I got to call. I love you. Talk to you soon. See you, buddy.